If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, we are back and we're here with some more football content. We got a lot going on, guys. The NBA playoffs. We already heard Kev five times. It's the best time of the year. We go. Uh, really heating up there, getting close to the finals. Today we're going to be talking about our running back committees, our crowded running back fields, and we're going to be saying two's a crowd. So there's you know a lot of backfields around the NFL that really have two or three guys that could be complementary, that can really demand the ball. So we're going to be talking about which of those committees and groups are going to be great, are not going to be so great. And Lou... The Colts are actually one of those teams that have a committee. So mm -hmm. why don't you start us off with how you feel? All right. So I don't think the Colts will have the best committee backfield, but they'll definitely have one of the better ones. I mean, Taylor will see 70%. Uh, Mack will see about 10 and then they'll probably give the other 20 to Naheem Hines. And they all can catch. They all can run in, in space. So I think it's going to be great. But one that I don't think will work out is the Raiders. Ooh. I don't think Josh Jacobs and uh, what is it? Is it Kenyon Drake now, not Hooker? So, Kenyon Drake, that's a good secondary running back, but, like, they don't fit together. Like, I don't see them going well together at all. It's just so weird because I feel like Kenyon Drake last year was somebody that was expected to really carry the bulk, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that now he just has to settle for, like, that second fiddle role, I just feel like that's, like, a downgrade in his career. I don't really know, like, the Raiders' direction either because I really feel like Josh Jacobs can be a bell cow. So I know they're probably thinking more on the injury side than anything else, but um, that one definitely was a little bit questionable to me too. And I actually have that as one of my groups that's not probably going to do so well this year just because I think, you know, Josh Jacobs is someone that probably gets better as he gets more carries, yes. you know what I mean? And I feel like that's going to really affect a lot of these backfields. But an obvious one that I don't think that's going to affect at all because we've seen success over the past couple of years is the Browns. And, I mean, yep. we've seen Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both of them being star potential at that running back position, handle it swimmingly, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you could definitely draft Nick Chubb comfortably in the first or second round in your fantasy draft, depending on, you know, the, the number of people and things like that. And even Kareem Hunt, if you stash him with Nick Chubb or if he's somebody that, you know, you want to trust as like a, a PPR flex or even, yeah. you know, necessarily like an RB2 very possible there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely the best running back tandem in the league at the moment. Yeah, so I had both Vegas and I even had Indy on my not so successful list. Oh, just, boo. Well, just because I feel like last year it worked out because they didn't rely on Philip Rivers to throw that much. I feel like they will rely on Carson Wentz to get the ball out a lot. So I'm not really sure how the three of them are going to get their their share of carries, but one backfield I do have working out is the Cardinals. I like I like James Conner as the number two, and I think he's one of those guys that can be productive if he doesn't have to be a number one running back. In Pittsburgh, you know, towards the end of, of the Le'Veon Bell era, you know what I mean, when he was coming up as the next big guy but was still the number two, I feel like those were James Conner's best years. And once he became the number one, he really couldn't stay healthy, and he couldn't really be consistent, you know, as far as, you know, regular and fantasy-wise. So I like, I like him being the number two. I think... You know, he's at the point in his career where he just wants to go to a team where I'm not going to necessarily say he can win a Super Bowl right away, but he'll be a contender and he'll be able to produce and it won't be that taxing on his body. So I, I think it's going to work out good for the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals, I mean, I feel like it can only go up. And I don't want to say that they didn't have a... <laughs> I don't want to say they didn't have a good year last year. 
But you definitely expect him to take better strides going forward. You know what I'm saying? A backfield, very crowded backfield, is Detroit. Mm-hmm. They got Jamal Williams, they got Jonathan Williams, and they got DeAndre Swift. And I really don't want any part of this backfield. One, we None. talked about how bad Detroit's <laughs> going to be this year. I don't have faith in their offensive line. I don't know how long Goff's going to last, or scoff, as Kev would say. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I really want nothing to do with it. If you take Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift late, and you know they're a bench running back for you as far as fantasy goes, so be it. But expectations for them as far as a starter or even great as a group, I don't, I don't know. I don't see these three guys piling up for a lot of numbers. Yeah, I think he's a good three back on your fantasy team. Like if you know what I mean, if you have two solid guys, like I would trust Kareem Hunt more than DeAndre Swift next season. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. pro- I probably would too. And I got to be honest with you, I was somebody that rode the DeAndre Swift train like a lot last year, and I was you know switching him in. I had him, I had Jonathan Taylor, so I was really on that rookie running back wave. But you know, I feel like you can always find you know a rookie running back here and there that that can be pretty complimentary. I want to take this. To another running back, Roman. I don't know how to feel about this one, but Kev, I'm sure you're going to feel some type of way about it. So, how do we feel about the Jags, Lou? I want you to jump in first because I already know what Kev's answer is going to be. Um, we already heard his expectations a little bit ago on James Robinson, aka Spinner. I think they could be a good complement to each other, but I also feel that um, that Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, taken away from each other could kind of stop the momentum. Yeah, I completely agree because it's like Spinner was good when. They were kind of just like abysmal, and he was the number one. But then it's like, you get into camp, and like, who does Trevor Lawrence play better with? Does he play better with ETN? Does he play better with Spinner? And it's like, where I feel like, Steve, it's going to be a lot of, they have to figure it out at first, and then... Kind of ride the wave. Yeah, and just like, (laughs) if it's ETN, it's ETN. If it's Robin. So like, that's somebody I would pick later, like in the fourth, third, fourth round, if you need it, still need an RB2. And then like, you kind of just say, I'm rolling the dice. Whoever they go with, I'm going to try to get both. And that's it, but I think that's so risky. It could either go really well or really bad. I don't think there's a medium. No, it definitely can be, but Kev. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go really good, to be honest. And not that they're as good as these two running backs, but I'm gonna, I see their, I guess you could say, relationship potential very close to that of like a Nick Chubb and a Kareem Hunt. Where I, think I think they're both going to be the guy on any given Sunday, and I think it's just going to come down to who's the guy on that day. Often, like we see Damn, like, huh? Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, there's games that Kareem Hunt goes off for 200 yards. There's days that Nick Chubb goes for 200 yards. I could see these two. I mean, they're young. They're first and second year players. They got a new quarterback, new coach. Like, we have no idea what this Jaguars offense is going to come out and be running and, and all that other stuff. So I could, I could see them just being in a situation where, listen, we have two young studs. Imagining Spinner will come out as the number one to start the year, but... I think it's just going to be one of those situations where they're just going to ride the hot hand, whoever's hot that day, whoever feels better, who's more healthy, stuff like that. For sure. All right, so guys, there's a lot of crowded backfields around the NFL. I mean, we could sit here and talk for hours, you know, about the Rams, about the Pats, about the the Dolphins, the Bills, you know. But I really kind of want to stick with the elite guys. We know that there's some people that will either have, you know, a fantasy impact or at least could have potential to be a top 15 running back right around there. Um, so there's two more teams left that I really wanted to talk about. The Ravens in Houston. So the Ravens, we know Gus Edwards just signed a two-year extension, $10 million. And J.K. Dobbins, who we all have pretty high expectations on. And then Houston, who has Mark Ingram and Phillip Lindsay. I feel like even though Houston's going to be a dumpster fire, that's really not a bad running back room at all. You know what I'm saying? So 
I think they can get the work in, but I feel like that's, you know, and I feel like running back's such a tough scenario. Like, wide receiver, you can really get the ball once or twice and make your impact. I feel like for a running back, not that you can't make your impact once or twice, but you definitely need some momentum, you know what I'm saying? So yes. I think the Ravens are definitely going to be one of the better backfields. They're one of the best running teams in the entire NFL. Houston, I think, is really going to depend on how competitive they are. Yeah, I agree, and it's it's going to be one of those teams where it's they're not going to throw the ball a ton. With the, what is it, Tyrod Taylor as a backup? He's never thrown it more than like 30 times a game, right. so they're really going to have to run it. I mean, that, that could be a really good – it could be another spinner-type situation where it's the team is so bad that their only production comes on 100 yards yeah. on the ground, yeah. which I, I think that's a – see, that's a good – Flex investment. Yeah, no, absolutely. You just gotta gotta be careful. Tyrod don't puncture another lung there. Hey, that's my guy. <laughs> Second best backup in the league right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sold on the Ravens. I think they're the epi- I think they're the epitome of like the running back platoon. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just kinda sharing the ball. As far as as far as the Texans, really don't think it matters. Like I said, I think they gotta be winless anyway, so I really don't think it matters whether it works out or not, but I mean, like you guys said, not a bad duo to have. It's probably the only bright spot in that Texans offense. But, I mean, what does it matter? They're going to maybe score a touchdown a game and lose every single game. So, it doesn't really matter. So, Kev, i got to ask because you're a big Mike Davis Mike Davis fan. Yeah. So, Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis were clearly together last year. We saw that McCaffrey got hurt. But if you had those two guys on this list, would you say that they were the best pair? Mike Davis and McCaffrey? I think I would still go with Cleveland over these guys. I think I would too, um, and I just think... because I feel like those are two elite running backs. Like yeah. I don't feel like Mike Davis is an elite running back. You know what I mean? I feel like he's a great RB two, and he could be you know a, a decent RB one if he was a full time, full blown RB one. But I think as far as just having a pair, I would choose Cleveland just because they're two yeah. elite running backs. Is uh is is Matheson and Murray still in in uh, Minnesota? Yeah. yeah, that's a great tandem right there yeah, with Dalvin. That that, that yeah, those Dalvin are two Coach, solid yeah. running backs, dude. And then you have a third in either Murray or, or Madison, and that's like that really works so well. Like they're both kind of bulls. Yeah. So I think that that's an underrated one, but like that's such a Dalvin heavy that like they're really just handcuffs. It is, and and my whole thing with that is like I feel like every single time Dalvin is. is Right around top five back. I mean, you could argue he's higher than that. You could argue he's lower, depending on who you put before him um, and what you really value. I feel like every single time Madison has got the opportunity to come in without Cook, though, he's really taken like a step back. So I definitely see why you view them like that with Cook healthy. But I don't. I really don't view Madison like I view. I, I honestly think, like, ETN and Spinner could have, like, a higher upside than Madison. Yeah. I mean, you probably agree, too, but, like, that's definitely, like, a room that's got some experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. They can get the job done. And good handcuffs. Yeah. yeah. Good, good handcuffs, you know what I mean? Like, that's, Absolutely. like, what's his name in Dallas? Um, The backup for Zeke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great no, handcuff. Yeah. But not a guy you'd want as a, as a flex. And you would never, you know, find, like, a handcuff like that for, like, a Derrick Henry. You no, know what I'm saying? No, no, so, 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 <laughs> so, so that's definitely... um. An interesting scenario. But, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our Two's a Crowd episode. Make sure to tune in for the rest of our football and basketball content coming to you guys over the next couple weeks. Go to our YouTube channel, hit that like, subscribe, and put that notification bell on. We're constantly updating our YouTube channel. Guys, go to sensesandbox.net to get your merch. Guys, we have three lodges left. We're down to a couple of XLs. And just smalls and mediums left in our born and raised in East shirt. So go and get yours there. If you don't want to get a shirt, leave us a review. Or go to Apple Podcast and make sure it's five stars. Because if it ain't five stars, guys, 
Don't want it. Peace out.